All right, all right, all right. My brothers, welcome to another episode of Worry Week Parables from the Pit. Uh, with me, I have um, Coach Sebastian, a.k.a. Sang. What's going on, brother? I'm doing good and great. Thanks. Doing good, Coach. Doing good and great both at the good same time. It's very nice. <laughs> very nice to do good and great at the same time. We're going to talk about that. And that's exactly the topic of the day, uh, the conversation of good and great. We're going to have Sebastian here talk about his experience, and he's one of our recent coaches here inside of the game of the Kingdom Challenge and the game known as Warrior Week, this um, crucible of uh, actually 30 days. We keep talking about it's a week, but it's an actually 30-day experience, um, and it is, it is quite intense the entire 30 days. It just gets physically more intense, and obviously in person, um, the last week of it, which is a worry week. Um, so thanks for being with us here. I know you bring some wisdom from the East, my friend, and you're going to drop some wisdom from the East on our culture here in the West. So this conversation has become a culture conversation. It's a culture international conversation. <laughs> All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so let's let's go ahead and talk about this thing called culture, right? Um, we want to talk about culture specifically inside of that. We want to talk about the role of a man inside of a culture. Um, I come from three different cultures. I come from a, a Persian culture, Middle Eastern, Persian, Iran culture type of. I speak the language. I write the language. And then I grew up almost almost twenty years in Canada, in Quebec. So I adopted and from the ages of nine to all the way to twenty. Uh, you know, I adopted the French Canadian culture. French Canadian. I speak French Canadian. In fact, I would say I speak French Canadian better than Persian and better than English. And I write French better than English and better than French because those are my years of education, right? My education, my you know, university, whatever that that I did inside of that, were all in French. So I've adopted that culture as well. And then moving into the U.S. for the past decade or so, and now living in the American culture, I. I I live in three cultural worlds. I live in three different spaces. I think in three different languages. And sometimes I'm not even aware of what language I'm thinking about, right? Or how am I processing this problem? Am I processing this, talking to myself in Persian, in French, or in English? So it's an interesting, it's an interesting orchestration that takes in my mind that only recently I started looking at it. And only recently I started looking at it as an asset that I have, not as something that I'm ashamed of, but as an asset. I remember growing up, I wanted to hide mm -hmm. so I can blend in. That's right. Today, I see that as an asset, and it actually has weaponized my mind and the way I speak and the way I communicate and the way I'm, I'm allowed to see different perspectives in my own mind. It's, it's beautiful how culture opens up perspective. So I want to talk about culture. I want to talk about how, how a man inside different culture has different perspective. And inside of that, we're going to link it all to this conversation of good to great, good and great, good or great. So good to great, good and great, good or great. great. We're going to talk about these three nuances of good and great um, inside of a man's world in multicultural scenarios 
and as well as single scenario with one single culture. So what can you, what the fuck can you bring on the table, man, from the East regarding culture? Well, here's what you bring from the East. So a big, broad picture, the difference between East and West, a big picture is one's an individualistic mindset and the other one's a collective culture mindset. So most people here in the West, when they think about getting married, they think about the other person. Is she compatible? Does she give me a heart on? Does she, is she's the one I want to be with my life? Does she make me laugh? Can she party with me? Does she, can she do sports with me? That is a Western cultural mindset because it's based on what I want. When you come from the East, you come with a collective culture mindset. Will my parents like her? Does her family and my family get along? All the questions you ask is not individualistic. It's based on a collective culture, based on your family unit. You are not separated from your family. Yeah. So I've, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I lived through that culture, and I, and I freed myself from the chains of culture demands. Uh, on one side, there is beauty on that part, right? Because you're, you know, you're involving loved ones. On the other side, it's totally slavery to what other ones and versus what you want. So I've adopted the Western culture, and yet I have not told fuck you to the Eastern culture, but I have, I have kept what serves me inside of that. So that, that has been my personal experience. Like, I mean, I've ever since I got married and how I, how I even met my wife and how that whole transition happened inside of my family and, and how we grew up to be what we are today and how we operate. It's basically an abandonment of such a culture that is, that wants to do it for others and totally rejection of that. Cause, cause I, could visualize myself as a victim when I was younger that I was just wishing and hoping my parents would not be like that. Mm -hmm. And as a result of my parents not being like that and something that the culture has projected on me, oh, my parents can be like that way. As a result of that, I saw my opening. And as a result of living here and the integration of the mindset, I saw myself doing what I want. And with that, today, I have adopted a system that says I carry the best of the East, but yet I operate in the Western world. Uh, talk to me about your experience with this, man. Okay, so first of all, before I talk to you about, Coach, I just want to highlight what you said is the most important as we talk about culture. There's no right or wrong culture. It's what works. And as our cultures collide, just as we collide in our conversation, it's not what's right or wrong. It's what works in the context that you're in. So for me, I'm opposite of you. Yeah. I came to America with a stepfather, grew up German Catholic. So I grew up, quote, unquote, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, a wasp. Then I had to learn that I came from Vietnam and I'm Vietnamese Chinese. Not that I'm even Vietnamese. I'm Vietnamese Chinese, which is another subcategory of Vietnamese people. So even the Vietnamese don't accept me because I'm Vietnamese Chinese. So <laughs> the Chinese culture immigrate to Vietnam, dominate their first season, and then I'm a offspring of that. So I'm not even accepted by Vietnamese because I'm not full Vietnamese. I'm Vietnamese Chinese. Then I'm not accepted by Chinese because I'm Vietnamese. Vietnamese Chinese. So even with that, I come from multiple cultures just like you. But I had to study and learn my culture and had to reconcile with it. And one of the points was everywhere I went, they said, Sebastian, you're so loud. You talk so loud. You're so loud. You're so expressive. And I thought that was wrong. First of all, being Asian in a predominantly white culture, and they're telling me that, I'm like, oh, shit, I need to tone it down and be like these white people and speak proper and act proper and just change who I am. And so when I found out going back to Vietnam, 
Everybody's loud. It's just how we talk, express. If you can't get loud, someone's gonna talk louder than you. And everybody's talking loud. I'm like, oh shit, this is natural for where I come from. And so I had to reconcile, because at first I thought I was fucked up because of my culture. Because I learned, because everyone there is so loud, it's naturally in me somewhere, somehow. I'm expressing a culture that, that moderates their emotions. And then all of a sudden, I have to say, is that emotion acceptable? Or am I cursed coming from that culture? So I had to reconcile those things to be able to adapt and, like you said, assimilate into this culture, not throwing it away, but using it when it serves me the most. Yes, yes, well said. And, uh, well, uh, good point on the diversity of, you know, how you both and I grew up. I, I mean, I grew up with pressure, too. I grew up with pre pressure of rejection. You want to fucking call it racism? I don't give a fuck. You can call it racism. I refuse to even see that as racism. Uh, to me, um, racism is just a fucking label. What, what, what's behind racism is just hate, and hate exists in every single fucking individual, black, white, Chinese, Arabs, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, it was interesting. I was reading something about, you know, f fundamentalists and, f you know, guys that just take one religion or one ideology and just go to extremists. Um, and often if you truly stop, and it, the problem is not really the fundamentalists. The problem is the fundamentals that are being teached to the fundamentalists, the wrong fundamentals, right? So you take, you take something like the fundamental religion. There's nothing wrong with the fundamental of any fucking religion. And not why we're sitting here and we're labeling wrong and right, but when you look at the fundamental of any religion, you look at the fundamental of, of Judaism, you look at fundamental of Christianity, you look at the fundamental of, of Islam, you look at fundamental of Buddhism, and at the end, they're all saying the same thing. If you simplify it, if you truly fucking simplify it, let go of the layers of complexity and the fucking opinions and the good and the right and the wrong. You are going to arrive at four or five major points that are saying the same. Be good. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Take care of your neighbor. Love each other. Be compassionate. I mean, that, that's about it. Like, that's the foundation of it. Now, you take the fundamentals and you give it in the hand of men and then you create people that are fanatic. They become fanatic about what once once simple, which was the fundamentals. Now the fundamentals become complex, and that complexity rises a complex human being. And now you're a fundamentalist, and now you're a fanatic. It's the byproduct of, in, 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 of putting the human desire and personal interest above something fundamental that actually works. Now, again, we talk about religion. We could talk about an idea. We could talk about an approach. It, it's The issue comes down to how the fundamentals are taught. Yes. And I'm mentioning that because what you and I experienced, what you and I experienced inside of you know how we came to this country and how we built the life inside of this country and how we live both today as a mixture of the East and the West, residing in the West, proud to be in the West, honoring the West, but also carrying seeds of the East that serves the West. Not seeds of the East that serves the East, because if you want the seeds of the East that serve the East, you better get the fuck out of back here. That's right. You go back to fucking East, and then you serve the East. But if you made a decision, and if you choose to live here, Mm -hmm. In the West, but then motherfucker, you better, you better operate by the West mentality and at the same time, 
carry the seeds of the East That's right. as your culture, which is actually respected, which is demanded of you, which is honored from you, which is like, like you're actually bringing value if you actually operate that way. So what I've seen growing up is just living here, using the fact that you're fucking living in freedom and then, and then pretending that you're living over there. Like, fuck you. Using the freedom of this country, but then operate them with the same mentality of yep. the East. That is a big fuck you. That's right. Because you're a fucking liar, bro. Yep. You're a fucking user. You're not appreciating the freedom that you have. So therefore, you're not going to be able to teach none of that shit to your fucking kids. You're not going to be able to teach it because you're not fucking living it. So if you're hearing this right now, and you're one of the guys that actually operate that way, you're one of the guys with multiple cultures and you're, you're stuck to your own fucking culture and you see that better. And it's not a sense of pride. It's not fucking ego. It's you lying to yourself, saying that that culture is going to serve you here best. This culture is going to serve you best here using the best points of that culture. And so if you're lying to yourself and if you're not living this way, you're not going to teach this to your kids. And you're going to teach your kids something really strange. Which is, hey, the East is great, or the, the North or the South, doesn't matter where, is great. You are from the North. You are from the South. So you operate by North and South. But yet, your son and your daughter are born here. And this is the world. And you're trying to impose a world that they don't know. So you're not even doing them a favor telling them what, what the best of the East, North, and South is but you're overriding their identity and that rejection is going to happen at one point because it's based on the fucking lie. So the point I'm trying to make is this. The point I'm trying to get, I and you had a different experience coming into this, adopting this. There was a lot of pain mm -hmm. and at the same time, at this age sitting back, there was a lot of pride about who we are, what we've done and what the culture has done for us and who allowed us to be. But what I notice in raising my son is I'm very different He's Western, and it's my role, it's my role to inject in him mm -hmm. the wisdom of the East. That's right. And allow him to choose. Allow him to choose. That's the key fucking word that the East doesn't fucking understand because the East doesn't give a choice. The East forces because the East think they know best. I, I, my, in my house, bring the wisdom of the East and allow my son to choose for him to select what could he use that could actually work for him or not. Even at nine, he operates that way. He can make choices. It's all in the way that I teach and I, and I show them. Now, you have, you have three of your sons, amazing boys. I've, uh, I've met them, and I've, particularly one of them that works here inside of the game with us. Um, what a fucking gentleman. And kudos on, kudos on doing a great great work and just like a young respectful and and efficient because in his work is so efficient fisherman right so talk to me about that experience man talk to me as a father you experience complete something else but what you give to your son is complete something else because we can we can see by the fruits we can see by the products you didn't give him what you what you experience no you give him the best yes of what you experience so talk to me about that so the best way to describe this, let me give you an illustration of what happens when you don't let go of your culture. So Vietnamese culture here in Southern California is the largest population Vietnamese outside of Vietnam. Hmm. 
We have them in two places, Southern California and North Cal in San Francisco or San Jose. Here's the difference. They come with a communist mindset mm. because they've been impression under communism so long. So they don't trust government. They don't trust politician, policemen, or anything. They do everything in cash. But when you do that, you limit yourself to what's possible because you only operate out of cash and you only operate people who will pay you cash, which is the other Vietnamese. So they live in this collective mindset that they brought all these people in the same house. They work jobs that only give them cash. They get welfare because they learn how to cheat the government or go against the government. And they're driving Mercedes. 20 people live in one house, but they are materially wealthy. Yeah. They go out to eat, materially wealthy, all that, but they're stuck in that world. Now you have the Vietnamese who go up to San Jose, and they learn this uh, because they adapt to the Western culture. They learn this thing called stocks and shares mm. and dividends, whole different culture. They learn to invest, put money in the bank. They learn to operate in this system. They get both worlds. They learn how to invest and get paid by a company. Now they could trust a business owner, a conglomerate. And they still have their family unit because now they can provide it in a different way financially. And they're not hiding money under the mattress. They're investing it in a bank, an account, and stocks and whatnot. So that's what I did with my son. I knew that cash culture was inside me. My mother was an immigrant, worked three jobs. That was natural in me. Everything I did, I knew it was cash culture. We were poor. I had food stamps in school and all that. I know how to run that culture. I survived in that culture. Then I saw another culture. And here's the only thing that got me there, my education. From my GED to my AA to my BA to my MBA, I saw a whole different world. Mm. I was challenged in my mind, in my worldview. And so what I gave my son was both cultures. I gave him the Western American culture, which is abundance. It's if you're going to go after it and take it, entrepreneurial, capitalism, and it's free for who's willing to take it. Mm. You got to put in the fucking work. So I gave that to him. At the same time, he is rooted it's like a kite and a string. He has all that freedom as a kite, but he's tied and tethered to a string. And it's rooted in his culture, which is universal culture that you said. Love, forgiveness, taking care of your neighbor. It's almost the five principles we teach at Warrior Week. Mm -hmm. It's universal. I don't care your color, creed, language, ethnicity. It's rooted universally to love your neighbors, forgive one another, love yourself, you know, trust God. Every language, every culture. Because if I did not root him in that, He'd be a kite flying all over the world and have no grounding. He would lose himself. So the kite is the Western culture of abundant, endless opportunity. But it has to be tethered or tied and rooted to something so it doesn't lose itself. And that's the, his culture. And that's even this Christmas. We go every uh, year two weeks back to Dallas where our family is. And there's nothing special there. Two weeks. I give him option this year. We're going to go Asia travel for two uh, weeks because that's all we have left. All the kids are going out of school. Air, we won't have the same family structure anymore after this year. Two guys are out of uh, high school. They're both in college, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, either we go back what we've done for the last 10 years mm. and be with our family for two weeks or just our, our, our family. Our family of six is going to travel all over Asia for one last family Christmas together. Mm. What do you want to do? They said, we're going to go back to Dallas with all our niece, nephews, cousins, aunties, uncles. Because to us, that's Christmas. He's rooted in family. So what I'm what I'm hearing is is we live here in the Western and we have kids and as fathers we we enable the kayaks right. The, the, now our our sons or daughters are now the kayaks uh, under our guidance and then at one point free will 
traveling in the sky, and the sky is the yep. limit, right? And then they're rooted. They're not rooted to another culture. They're not rooted to, uh, you know, whether you, you come from any co- other country or not, because in that case, if you are only from here, you still have rooted. And so they're rooted to, to the family culture. To the truth that I've lived, not to the lie that I want to be. Correct. It, the truth that fuels the family ethos. That's right. They're rooted to the family ethos created by dad. So dad comes home and creates the family ethos. Here are the five things that we will do in this house. We will have fun. We will appreciate God. We will not overeat and we'll give to those that need food. And we will be kind and we will love each other. That's yeah. a, I mean, I'm just coming up with some sure. five, five, right? But that's a family ethos created by dad on a stone, put on a wall inside of the house. And now that becomes the root, right? And years and years and years of supporting the kayak, and one one point you let it go because they, they yeah. you know they're on their own, but always rooted to what dad has decided to stand for. That's right. So what 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 maybe the Eastern culture, maybe any other fucking culture, pushes for that, uh, and maybe they don't. And irregardless of that, if you're hearing that right now, and if you have uh, in your mind, you have, you know, values and, and uh, family ethos, but it's not written on stone. What I mean is not written on the board. It's not written on the fridge. It's not put in front of your family. It's not discussed with your family, all of them, every night or every, once a week. If it's not in the house, this becomes an action item for you to do. I know I have it in my house. In my house, if you come into my office, the family ethos is there. It's been there ever since we bought the house. The first thing I put on the fucking house. Just write it down. And, and, and what it was, is it was a board and a marker. That's it. So your family ethos created by dad is the root. And so if you haven't done that yet, that would be an awesome thing for you to do. You'll experience that with yourself and your family. If you have done that in your mind, it would be good to manifest that in some sort of a physical appearance. Uh, and if this is a new conversation and you're like, you know, aha moment, you're like, hey, man, there's some good shit. There's some good idea. Do it. Just fucking do it. Do it and test it and see the results coming out of it. See the conversation coming from your kids. See the conversation coming out from your wife and, and create the family ethos. Co-create the family ethos. You know, ask them for an input what should be one. I created the family ethos with my son. My son told me all the five. I just changed the language and I put it out there that it looks like I did it. But he's the, he's the source of all of those. And uh, you'll be surprised. It's a fun little activity to do. So... Uh, Sebastian, thanks for sharing that. That was beautiful because that sums it up, right? It doesn't matter what culture you grow up to. Uh, there is there is a distinction between you being good and great. Being good is someone that takes care of his family, take, does everything, like, you know, just a good guy. And then being great is someone that actually roots the family fucking ethos at home, creates that and promotes that and until he fucking dies. Because until you fucking die, you're dead. Yes, and here's the thing. The great part is the deeper you root your family with this ethos, the higher your children will be able to fly. Yes. You've seen some kites. They could go really high yes. because the cable that allows them to go there is rooted in a deep ethos. The ones that want to do it quick and cheap, that, that's a 99-cent kite. It yeah. still works, but it doesn't fly very high. No. Well said. So the deeper the root of the family ethos, the higher your children and your loved ones 
will fly. Yes. And the sky's the limit. We know that. Uh, this was great. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, we will come back to you every week with a topic uh, of the week that will discuss fatherhood, that will discuss manhood, that will discuss manly activities. And uh, it will be very raw. And you hear content inside of that that you would never hear somewhere else. Uh, because most probably people don't dare and they're trying to have you like their podcast and like their show. And here, uh, quite frankly, we don't chase that. We don't chase the fact that you like this podcast. We don't chase the fact that you agree with what is being said in this podcast. Uh, we only care if this conversation has created a new perspective for you. And if it has, great. Because from that perspective, there is new ground for learnings. And that is very personal to you. And that's the intention of this entire podcast is to bring topics, topics from the pit, topics from the Warrior Week, topics from this entire brotherhood that is being discussed. And inside of that, create an awareness. This is not to force you to agree. This is not an opinion. These are the facts of the matter that we report back on. Number one, we live this fact. So we talk about our own life. We don't talk about books. We don't talk about how society is supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. and what you're. We're talking about what we're doing. And if what we're doing gives you a perspective and that applies to you, great. Then you learn some lesson from it and you apply it. And if it doesn't, well, guess what? You know, doesn't change anything in our life and it probably hasn't done anything for you. So you should probably listen to some podcasts to talk about sales and marketing and, uh, you know, getting some skills there. But this is about life. This is about how real it gets. This is about black, white, Chinese, and the unspoken conversation behind the scene that defines racism, that defines money, that defines power, that defines sex and sexuality and culture, and why, how we operate differently around our kids and women and specifically around men, and how we cannot trust another man. That's what warrior is. Warrior enables this foundation to trust. And... Uh, and it's one way out of many ways that exist out there. And we welcome all the ways that actually work towards creating more trust and more love. Sebastian, thanks for being on the call. Thanks, Coach. We will have you more on this call. We'll talk about more, uh, more of your experiences inside of this, your life experiences as you've gone through um, quite an interesting life. And we'll, we'll, we'll take that in pieces and pieces and we'll bring it here in the Prowls from the Pit. Gentlemen, thanks for being on this podcast for us. You can watch more of us on the worryweeknow.com or download this on iTunes. And as always, if this is something that has resonated with you and something that you've learned something from, go ahead and forward that at least to another man, at least to one other man saying, hey, man, I learned some shit from these guys. Here it is, the link. Listen to this. Short conversation. Big perspective. Gentlemen, have yourself a fantastic day.